Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports here on the Sports History Network. In 1978, Yankees fans were still basking in the glow of the 1977 World Series victory the team's first since 1962. Fifteen years is a long wait for Yankees fans, who are spoiled by many past championships. While the drought was finally over and the Yankees were back on top, where they belonged. With things back to normal, fans expected to win again in 1978 and for many years to come. But 1978 didn't go as smoothly as planned. For one thing, there was conflict. The Yankees added relief pitcher Rich Goose Gossage to the roster, a move that did not sit well with Sparky Lyle, who had been the top relief man. The team struggled right from the start. By mid-July, the Yankees had fallen 14 and a half games behind the first place Boston Red Sox, and the conflict continued. Some said there were too many big egos on the team. Others either blamed owner George Steinbrenner for meddling or manager Billy Martin for not being able to control his temper. Things finally came to a head on July 17. With Reggie Jackson at the plate and Thurman Munson on first base, Billy Martin gave Jackson the bunt sign. But Martin changed his mind after the first pitch almost hit Jackson. Martin then gave Jackson the hit away sign, but Jackson ignored it and kept bunting. Eventually, Jackson hit a pop-up to the catcher for an easy out. Martin was livid and suspended Jackson for insubordination. It was not the first time Jackson and Martin had clashed. The previous year, Martin had pulled Jackson out of a game for not hustling. The two almost exchanged blows in the dugout, and this time, Martin wouldn't last. Owner George Steinbrenner fired him a week later. Things had gotten out of control in Yankee land, so much so that third baseman Greg Nettles was quoted as saying, When I was a kid, I wanted to be either a ball player or work in a circus. Now I get to do both. The New York media began referring to the team as the Bronx Zoo. The Yankees then hired Bob Lemon as their new manager. Lemon had just been inducted into Baseball's Hall of Fame two years earlier for his exceptional career as a player. But he seemed an odd choice because he hadn't done well in previous managerial stints either with the Kansas City Royals or with the Chicago White Sox. As it turned out, though, 
He was just what the Yankees needed. Lemon's personality was the opposite of Martin's. Martin was fiery and hot-tempered. Lemon was calm and rarely raised his voice. He told the team to forget about what had happened during the first half of the season. Let's put all of that turmoil behind us and just play baseball. Under his leadership and with outstanding pitching from Ron Guidry, who went 25-3, and and 20-game winner Ed Figueroa, the team went 48-20 and the rest of the way. The highlight came in early September when the Yankees played Boston in a four-game series at Fenway Park. New York won by a combined score of 42-9 to in a series that became known as the Boston Massacre. By season's end, the Yanks had erased Boston's 14-and-a-half game lead and the two teams finished in a tie. Next up was a one-game playoff to decide who would move on to play in the American League Championship. The Sox struck first, taking a 2-0 lead after six innings. But Yankee shortstop Bucky Dent, a player who had hit only five home runs all season, gave New York the lead by blasting a three-run shot over Fenway's big green monster. The Yankees held on to win 5-4. The Kansas City Royals were up next for the third straight year to decide who would go on to the World Series. New York won the series three games to one and would play the Dodgers. It was the second straight year they would meet in the series and the tenth time overall. After falling behind two games to zero, the Yankees took game three behind Ryan Guidry's complete game. But the big hero was Yankees third baseman Greg Nettles, who saved at least four runs with brilliant defensive performance. The Yankees tied the series two games apiece with a controversial game four win. In the sixth inning, Dodgers second baseman Bill Russell hit Reggie Jackson on the hip with a throw to first. The Dodgers claimed that Jackson interfered by turning his hip towards the ball. During the confusion, Yankees catcher Thurman Munson alertly ran from second base all the way home. The Yankees won the game 4-3 and won the next two games to take their 22nd World Series. Bucky Dent was named Series MVP. All was well in Yankee land, at least for the moment. 65 games into the 1979 season, Billy Martin was back as Yankees manager. There wasn't any World Series this time, though. New York finished 89-71 and and didn't make the postseason. And team captain Thurman Munson was killed in a plane crash in August. The Yankee stalwart, who had been with the team for 11 years, was just 32 years old. The Yankees came back strong in 1980 with a 103-59 record, the team's best since 1963, but lost to the Kansas City Royals three games to zero in the American League Championship Series. Then in 1981, Reggie's last year as a Yankee, they made it back to the World Series, but lost in Game 6 to the Dodgers.
It would be 15 more years before the Yankees would play in another World Series. But that's a story for another time. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.